Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, welcome back to the Manage My Wedding podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about those crucial considerations for choosing the perfect wedding reception venue. Now, your wedding reception venue, it sets the stage for one of the most important days of your life. So I think it's essential that you make the right choice. But how do you actually do that? You have likely not booked a wedding reception venue before and you're likely not an event planner, right? Now, even if you have selected your venue, I still still suggest that you like listen through because even you'll be at different stages when you listen to my podcast episodes. There are always little, little hidden gems of golden nuggets in the episodes to help you no matter where you are in your planning journey. So let's talk about a couple of things that I think you should know before selecting the final reception venue. Firstly, I want to talk about dates and times. You know, many people turn up to the venues to view them for site inspections, but you haven't actually thought about a selection of date and times. You'll often just go with, I want a Saturday in May, for example. Now, why is it important that you have a selection of dates and times and that you even actually consider times? Because you're like, how do I know my times at this stage? Because firstly, they won't always have your preferred dates. So you need to go in with a few and not just Saturdays. Saturdays book out well in advance. Some venues charge more for a Saturday. So go with a selection of preferred dates. And make sure you know what time you can start. Like what do they allow? Because some venues are pretty strict on that. Now you need to know both of those things. So you need to know what dates are available and you need to know what times so that you can check the ceremony venue dates and times also. They need to both be in sync with each other because this has happened so many times before where someone's booked a reception venue And then they found their dream ceremony venue if it was off-site somewhere else, but they didn't have the same date. Or then they couldn't, I've known people to not be able to find a ceremony venue at all, especially in remote areas. So make sure you tentatively hold both or one or the other, whichever one you found first, but don't confirm it until you know the other one and you know what times they'll allow, especially if you then, you know, find out a month out from doing your invites, okay, the ceremony and the reception both match dates, but now I'm finding out that there's going to be a five-hour gap between the times of the ceremony and reception because I didn't check what times they had available at the time. So make that a priority. The second thing is guest numbers. Do not turn up to the venue inspections if you don't know your approximate guest numbers. Now, I'm not talking about oh, turning up and going, we're looking at between 80 to 120, but we're hoping only 80 come because for some venues that will not work. You need to know we're looking at 98 guests approximately. And why is that? And that that is because a lot of them have minimum and maximum numbers that fit in the space 
And they also have minimum numbers, some of them, for what you're being contracted. So some of them might, you might be like, look, we only want 80 to come. They might fit 120, but they might have a minimum of 100 they're going to charge you for. So it's really important that you actually really do know your guest list. And plus, once you know the numbers, you can then also do a really quick calculation of the guest numbers times the cost per head that they charge to see if it's actually going to fit in your budget. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Mm, I'm having trouble finalizing or even starting my guest list or bringing the numbers down or how, you know, how can I do that? Please, I highly recommend go and take my free guest list challenge. It is just a three-part podcast episode, so I don't need your email. You don't have to register for anything. I think it's like episode 157, but I'm going to link it in the, the podcast show notes on my website just in case. It's not that number, but I think it is. You know, they're just three quick brief episodes that will take you step-by-step through creating and cutting the guest list with your partner. You will know what to say to the guests who ask if they can bring someone and how to handle your mum who, you know, maybe likely wants to bring 20 of her friends that you don't want to pay for. So go to that. It's basically broken up into three quick podcast episodes because it tells you go and do these action steps first with your partner, then come back, take the next action steps in the next episode and then in the final one. And honestly, that will help you finalize the guest slip and it is guaranteed to cut it down because I'm asking you the hard questions that you don't know how to ask yourself. <laughs> you and your partner, what would just have you just have to be honest together. And you can do that when you listen to these episodes. So please go and do that. I highly recommend it. It's really important. Even if you've booked your venue, go and do that anyway. Now, The third thing I want to talk about is the ambience and the style of the venue because they play a really significant role in creating that atmosphere that we all truly desire and want for our wedding day. You know, think about the overall vibe that you envision for your wedding and, you know, are you aiming for rustic or romantic or more modern or sleek? You know, consider venues that actually align with that desired wedding vision and how you want it to look and feel? And do they have the necessary infrastructure to actually bring your vision to life? You know, also check if the venue too, this is very important, has any noise restrictions that could affect your plans for the music and the entertainment. Because I had a, a friend of mine actually who booked a venue. She Oh, it's a beautiful venue. It's in the hinterland of the Gold Coast. Well, Northern Rivers, actually, New South Wales. Beautiful, beautiful venue. She's a singer. She's part of a a beautiful band. And she told them, I'm going to be singing at my own wedding as a surprise. Well, not as a surprise. Everyone knows she sings, but I'm going to do a couple of surprise songs. And they were like, no problem. But at no point did she say, my band is a five-piece band. This venue only allows up to two. So she was gutted because she's like, well, that's me. That's what reflects me. My band is everything. My music is everything. That is my life. And they were like, too bad. Like you book the venue. It's in those little hidden terms and conditions. Or they have the right sometimes just to say no because noise restrictions in the area and everything. You don't want to have this happen to you. So be really on top of that and asking those questions when you go. Now, the Fourth thing that I want to talk about 
And the last thing that I think is so critical, and this is, oh, probably the most important, actually. They're all really, really important, what I've just talked about. But this one is crucial. It is reviews and recommendations. Do your research, please. Read the reviews. Seek recommendations from friends or other local wedding vendors and visit the venue in person if possible or ask someone else to go. Because hearing, you know, hearing from previous couples who firstly have hosted their weddings at your venue, that firstly can provide extremely valuable insights and it can really help you make an informed decision, a proper informed decision. But Often when you visit the venue in person, you you know straight away, like you have a feel, you have a feel if you like it. My husband and I looked at so many venues, we knew what we wanted. We knew we wanted it to be on water. We knew we wanted it to have a balcony and we looked at a couple that had that and we were like, "Mm -hmm." when we got to our one, we both walked straight in and we had hardly even walked around and we looked at each other and went, this is the venue. Like it just gave us all the feels and we also knew how amazing the place was because it came highly recommended by someone in the industry who we truly, really respected. So it's critical, it's important, please, please, please do your research. And if you love the venue and they are really only one or two star reviews, then you've really got to consider, are we going to be happy to have a venue that is a, was everything we imagined and more, but then all our guests walk away saying the service was terrible, we couldn't get a drink, the food was awful, you know, that all has to work together because that's going to make you happy or unhappy after the wedding, that's for sure, and even in the lead-up when you're trying to deal with that venue. So, yeah, it's really, really important. So they are what I believe the crucial things for consideration when choosing the perfect wedding venue. Remember, selecting the right venue, I think, is such a significant step in creating the wedding of your dreams. Like, you know what you want. So take your time, consider all the factors that I've just discussed, and trust your gut instincts. Like, our gut always knows. Now, if you want further help selecting the venue, and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know where to start. You know, I go through a very detailed but easy to follow guide in the Calm Bride Planner that helps you navigate through the overwhelm of this really important task. So please watch the free wedding workshop to learn more about the Calm Bride Planner. The link is in the show notes. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organized while planning the wedding of your dreams. 